재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 This is TBS EFM 101.3 Koreascape and we're talking about the start of Seoul Fashion Week. We've got a couple of special guests with us here to uh, kind of sketch out what goes on. They are Antonio Martin Usqueda. He is a Seoul-based photographer who came to photography all the way from investment banking operations in a former life. We've also got Colin Dean Harris, a freelance model, dancer, choreographer from Chicago, and he's going to be participating in Seoul Fashion Week for his third time. Guys, welcome to the studio. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for having us. Let me start by asking you, Colin. You've already got sort of your agenda for what you're going to be doing at Fashion Week. From a model's perspective, I presume you're modeling. Yes. What will you be doing? Um, I'll be walking for Park Uni Gridilis Collection this upcoming Soul Fashion Week. Mm-hmm. And I have a couple of looks, so I'm excited. Um, in terms of looks, help me understand the kind of stuff. Do you already, have you already been measured and fitted and all that stuff? Yes. Okay. So what are you going to be demonstrating? What are you going to be walking? Um, well, her brand, well, basically it focuses on prints and just kind of like a luxuri- luxurious feeling. So a couple of my looks will be based on leisure wear slashed very casual. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, because I always, I don't know fashion that well. This is almost kind of an educational experience okay. for me. Um, so if you were explaining to say somebody from out of town, somebody that kind of fits my profile, maybe not immersed in fashion what does soul fashion week the experience of it have to offer somebody who's not uh, deeply in the fashion world i feel like soul fashion week is kind of like a cluster of all of of just everyone's imagination Mm -hmm. people kind of go there to become inspired by others or just to show how they've evolved Mm -hmm. over time and i feel like through fashion like many many years ago you know fashion has evolved And we've continued to learn and grow from what we've seen and what we've just been able to experience ourselves in terms of what we like to wear Mm -hmm. and what we like to see on others. So because of that, you know, Fashion Week all around the world is kind of, that's why it is. The The way way I've always understood in in a very superficial way, events like Seoul Fashion Week is to be sort of like the high fashion runway up there kind of sets the template for the elite. And that eventually trickles down in some small way to what actual mortal human beings wear. It's very true. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I understood at least that much. Antonio, uh, while Colin is inside walking runways, you're going to be photographing mainly outside the Dongdaemu complex. Why? Um, I do feel that the scene outside reflects much more what is happening currently mm. and it's almost a destination in and of itself this is not just a random outdoor setting uh every year and more and more every year the outdoors of seoul fashion week at the dong Moon uh, design plaza is a sort of a de facto fashion runway that's right yeah you have uh fashionistas from all over the place coming over i've met quite a few from japan actually and uh thailand uh, even there are uh, some minor celebrities from Uh, China, Hong Kong, and Singapore coming over just to be seen there. Mm. It's, uh, I have another friend who takes a lot of street photography. That's your specialty, right, mm-hmm. also, street photography. How formal does it get? I mean, it used to be just a bunch of kids putting on wacky clothes and kind of just being there. It's getting more and more sort of upgraded each year, it seems. That's right, yeah. It seems to be, um, for celebrities, the place to be seen. And they bring their own styles. Their so own you're talking styles. actual celebrities are going to be outside. Yeah, yeah. 
Wow. And ordinary. Is there any kind of control on it? Because the crowd interest has uh, only increased in the last few years in just the street aspect of it, the outdoor aspect. Um, is there ever a jostle for space or for prime locations, that kind of thing? Uh, in the first few days, it is really packed. But otherwise, there's always room to move. Mm. But um, yeah, especially the ramp coming down. Mm-hmm. It gets thoroughly packed, especially on a nice sunny day. Yeah. You have photographers all over the place. Because it's, it's kind of a first-come, first-served model, isn't it? No, not really. It depends on how you shoot, actually. Mm. So most people would shoot with their camera and just um, find the subject or go to the subject and then shoot it wherever they are or take it to a place if you're more elaborate. I set up a studio and I'm camped out where I have to be. So I have, I have to go and find a nice backdrop okay. that will suit my style. And then, depending on what's happening there, I may move, but then I have to take into consideration the lights and where I'm going to put all my gear. And it has to be safe as well. Yeah, yeah. So I imagine you've got a small team, maybe somebody I to do, kind of yeah. watch. I do, yeah. I work with uh, two to three people sometimes. Okay. And once you're set up, I imagine they come to you, a lot of well, the Well, we send an assistant to uh, speak to the subject, let's say, uh-huh. and then they would bring them over. Have you, Colin, dabbled in the street uh, fashion world, or have you been mostly in sort of the designer kind of couture stuff? I've done both. Yeah? Yeah. What kind of energy does Soul Fashion Week have? I mean, uh, to the extent that you can distinguish the Soul Fashion vibe from, say, elsewhere in the world. I would say that here in Seoul, a lot of the things that people wear, it kind of relatively matches well together but at the same time people have their own take on what it should look like mm. so per se if i had a leather blazer and you had a le- you were wearing also a leather blazer or a leather jacket we would both have kind of the same idea but a different take on it so you might have some pins or designs on yours and i would just keep mine plain mm. like people have different takes on you know on fashion even though it may be the same uh, material or the same you know piece of uh, article of clothing it may be a different take on it have you been able to discern any kind of sort of overall arc of the trend as i understand it the indoor part is looking forward to the next season right and then your street your outdoor part is here and now what you're wearing in the warm weather so from from what you've been able to kind of tell about uh, tips and trends of the upcoming fashion season what's going on um i feel like now it's becoming more based on color color blocking so last season people were really focusing on reds and i think this season it's also going to be a slight focus on red but also with more of a yellow yellow coloring or potentially even green really so cooler colors i guess we could say color tones yes and i've always wondered about what is it because you have certain alpha players in the fashion design crowd and they just have sort of a flight of whimsy or I mean, where does this consensus about where the, the, the trend is going get formulated, for, as far as you can understand it? Um, I feel like based upon just if you look at bigger brands and you see what, there's, their collection, what their collection is offering, people tend to look at that first and see where that's going to go. So if, like last season, last people, a lot of you know, designers were focusing on the color red. So if you do like a fashion forecast, you focus on... You see how that's going to play throughout the rest of the year mm-hmm. and see what other trends are starting to pick up. So that's, in, in my perspective, I feel like that's the only way that you can honestly tell. You are a choreographer as well, you said. Yes. You're, you're a da- your sort of business model here is uh, fashion modeling, 
dancing, choreography, do those overlap? Sometimes. I've missed a lot of chances to do certain things because one has overlapped the other one, but... You got a gig in dancing, right. so that cuts out the gig in modeling Precisely. and vice versa. Right. Wow. So you're in demand. Yeah. I, I would assume so. <laughs> yeah, of course I, I am, so. Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, I mean, a typical... Do you spend most of your time in one of those fields? And I spend most of my time doing modeling, but depending on the time of year... Dancing does take over. Like during the summer, I'm mostly busy with dancing. Why Seoul? Is Seoul a, a good place to to build sort of a fashion and uh, modeling career? Do you think it is? If you're, I feel like Seoul is a great platform okay. for building your career. It's if you really want, because there are a lot of talented people here in Seoul. Designer, talented designers, talented photographers. And a lot of people who are involved in the fashion industry. So if you really would love to connect with a lot of amazing people, Seoul is a great place to go. Now, this is very true and correct. Actually, I have met a lot of talented um, artists, let's say, be it designers or photographers, models, and yeah, a lot of people that inspire you to, to do a lot better. When did you guys first get to Seoul? I'm curious. I arrived about uh, two years ago, okay. roughly. Yeah, it's and pretty much the same. Wow. And, I mean, the extent to which that seems to have changed in Seoul is very interesting because I, I've been here, maybe I got here first 10 or more years ago, maybe 12. And Seoul was someplace that you got sent kind of with your company or you were serving in the military or you were teaching English. It was not considered a creative destination. But it's interesting to hear that two uh, sort of skilled people in the fashion world have decided deliberately to come to Seoul because it's seen as a, a creative opportunity. Yeah, through mm. for example, through Instagram, I've actually networked with a lot of uh, models and designers and photographers, and I've been able to be exposed to what they do and learn a lot from them. Mm. One thing that I've seen vicariously through friends is the photographer-model relationship. It's, a, mm. it's an interesting psychological kind of tango, right? Mm. Um, who do you think is driving the bus there? When you have a photo shoot, the photographer has to elicit moods and looks and stuff like that right. from the model. That's right. You need to have a brief and see what the images are for. Mm. And then based on what they're for, what the purpose of the, you know, the final product is, then you, you work for, for that. Exactly. I mean, on a lot of levels, you're setting all of your technical uh, lighting levels and camera settings and all of that. You are a technical uh, master of your craft, but you also have to get in the head of your model. From the model side, yes. what, is, what is the task of the model other than to um, just sort of be beautiful? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, mostly our job is to basically sell the product that we're wearing. So, for instance, if I'm taking, doing a, a, photo, um, a shoot for a bag brand, mm -hmm. I have to show the bag, the logo, everything that's involved with that bag that will make the brand more... That will show that show the brand. Mm -hmm. So if I don't do that, then I can't do my job. So it's my job to communicate with the photographer to make sure that I'm doing, making sure that I'm doing what's necessary. So you're both very client focused. You're looking at what uh, the client at that, wants. At that level, I would say that you would have a creative director who would have a grand vision as to what they want to see. Mm. So the creative director would brief both the, what the whole staff, the whole team, the model, make a artist to get that look, wardrobe, and whatever that is. In the case of the bag. That would be whatever the creative director wants to get in the end. Right. I asked uh, Colin about macro trends that we can see coming in uh, the months ahead. You said getting away from warm colors like red and more towards yellows and greens. How about at street level? What kind of trends have you seen at street level? 
that's a bit hard to say because it's all very individualistic. Yeah, it's very much of the moment, you know. Mm. So there is one, um, let's say, like a student designer from Thailand that I like, and she's got a very unique look, and she travels all around, being inspired by the different fashion weeks. Her name is uh, Shangri La. I don't know if you've met her yet. Yeah. So she's got a very particular look, and it's She's always amazing. different. It tends to be more makeshift. Um, it's the individual. It's whatever they want. What they want, but also uh, relatively low resource inputs. They're kind of making do with stuff that they can afford and being hyper-creative with it. Right. To a degree, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is it um, a, a lot of it, from what I've seen in other people's portfolios, seems to be kind of a defiant thing. Street fashion is mm. kind of a... I'm going to take your norms and I'm going to rip them up and I'm going to reshuffle them um, and show you something that might shock you a little bit. To a degree, yeah, because especially in Korea, you know, the people have to conform so much. Right. But during this week, you have the youth that can actually dress as they want. And I also feel like that's kind of what fashion is. Fashion is kind of like a bold inner statement of who you are as that's an individual. Right. It's, a, it's a kind of like a platform for you to express who you are as a person. Like, when I was younger, my parents used to dress me, obviously, because as a child, you can't really do it yourself. Right. But as I was beginning to come into my own being, I learned what well, uh, what worked well for me and what styles I liked, the color patterns, everything. And I was able to choose what made me happy. And in that, it just made me feel a lot more of who I actually was. Yeah. When was the first inkling, Colin, that you were going to enter the, the fashion world? I was 10 years old. Okay. I... <laughs> I was really interested in fashion. I loved looking at magazines. I loved looking through, you know, portfolios. And it was really interesting to me to see how people were just able to transform on camera from what they actually looked like in person. So I thought that, you know, it was my duty. What does a camera do to a person? I mean, a camera, they say, adds 10 pounds. Yes. What else does it do? I mean, it can, it gives you a temporary passport to be somebody different, doesn't exactly. it? Exactly. I, I grew up really shy, so sometimes even even now, when I'm in front of a camera, I have to think, you know, this isn't time to be shy, Colin. It's time to be someone who is more of what they actually are, and it's an amplifier. It is sometimes of your for some people when they get in front of a camera, they turn into a completely different person for the better, and it just gives you a kind of like an elevated feeling of, you know, this is me. I'm going to cease in this moment and just, you know, develop. You moved, Antonio, from investment banking. I imagine a very nice investment banker's setup and salary to go and strike out as a photographer. What, what lured you into that? I worked in investment banking for over 10 years, uh, even at the Stock Exchange of Australia. And the only thing that I liked was building relationships with people. Okay. After that, I didn't really like what I was doing. So my father taught me photography when I was, I think, 12 years old with a manual SLR. And then, I know, I learned, I dropped it, picked it up many years later, and I started shooting portraits, just learning. And then from there, I thought, oh, I really like the relationship with the subject. Because you actually have to get to know the subject to be able to get a good portrait. Yeah. With yeah. That, that intimate knowledge of that connection with that person, you can't really get something worthwhile photographing. And you have to, I would imagine, you don't always have a lot of time to get to know the subject or the model. Mm. It's like they just walked in and they're going to be gone in 30 minutes or an hour. Mm. And in some way, shape, or form, in a couple of minutes, you've got to attain that relationship and that empathy. How do you do it? Well, um, depends what the images are for, but more than anything, I just ask questions, get to know them a little bit, see what drives them, and then try to use that during the shoot. Right. Mm. 
Um, does fashion, do you think, at least let's put it in the context of Seoul Fashion Week, does it happen in a bubble? Is it its own world or is it responsive to uh, other things that are happening? You know, different things have happened in the sort of perimeter of the Seoul Fashion Week over the years. There's been different geopolitics. There's been different stuff going on. It's very responsive to the outside world. Some designers focus on on almost current events or just things that inspire them, like somebody could have seen a play and that could have inspired their whole entire collection. And some people focus on art pieces and some people focus on places that they've been. So just and other people focus on politics as well. Can you give me an idea? How does one focus on politics when it comes to fashion and, and design? I have seen a collection where people were basically they had on blindfolds Uh and it was kind of the the collection was very subtle but it was also kind of like a statement against it carries a message a message against censorship or something like that okay let me just ask you a quick question out of the blue um one of the things we've been looking at for an upcoming feature that we're going to air is the local drag scene, the drag show scene. And my producer and I always joke about how we're both addicted to the same drag reality show that's on cable TV. Um, is there any of that at play? Because for me, watching the reality show has been sort of an on-ramp into fashion concepts. Right. Is the drag scene or the art of drag acknowledged in Soul Fashion Week in any way? Not to a high degree, but I see that it's more so coming out to uh-huh. light now. A lot of my friends here in Seoul do drag, and to see them inspired by what's going on in nowadays society is really amazing. There's a close connection, an intimate Very. connection between drag art and fashion, isn't there? Mm. Do you ever photograph any kind of gender-bending stuff? I have in the past. I remember this one, um, I don't know, let's say lady, she was extremely stylish. You could hardly tell it. She was a, she was know, a man. She was a man, but was very, very, very stylish to the point that it was high class stylish, and yeah, that, that was actually amazing. Yeah, I bet you it's something. As the years go by, we see more of. Yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah. What would you say? How many years have you been to um, Seoul Fashion Week? Now? I've been two, two and a half. Two, two and a half. Yes. Okay. And Antonio, this is my second year. This is your second year. Yeah. What's been your favorite moment thus far at a Seoul Fashion Week? Either that last year. Or this year or a year before behind the scenes yeah behind the scenes it's really interesting to see just people who haven't seen each other for a very long time because of work some people work abroad some people still stay focused in seoul so a lot of people haven't seen each other in a while so being able to catch up and just understand where everybody's coming from and being able to socialize is is it kind great. of the same cast of characters from year to year same people same uh, models it varies but sometimes you know the designer will really prefer a certain model because they really worked well for their brand, so they'll reuse them. Mm-hmm. How about you, Antonio? I've, uh, be, I've been building relationships with different um, fashionistas that I like and somewhat designers and keeping in touch with them through social media mostly. And um, just seeing, I, I always ask them what, if they're coming to the Fashion Week, I ask them if they're coming to, in October and now to this one and see if we can work together somehow, you know? So for me, it's always developing their relationships and actually creating work that they're going to be happy with. Do you both foresee yourself um, kind of gravitating to Seoul for years to come? Or is this some kind of springboard where, you know, you're targeting perhaps a more traditional fashion market, Paris or New York or wherever? Okay, for me to work, to get paid properly, I have to be a lot more conservative. But here, because I, there's five days to actually shoot, I can shoot a number of looks. 
And so for my portfolio, that helps me to actually get work, paid work from designers who actually want a very conservative look. Uh, okay. So this is kind of your uh, your biz dev here. The five days of shooting that you do here give you the portfolio that you can then use to show and uh, right, develop yeah. other freelance work. Yeah. Does it work similarly for a model? Um, it does. Uh, sometimes, potentially, we would love to be able to walk in other, like Paris Fashion Week, Milan Fashion Week. So, you know, this time I would love to use this time to just be here. Sure. And then next season, if there are more opportunities, I would love to go up would plan to go abroad might be a stepping stone to bigger and better things surely the relationships that you uh, build are going to help you move forward is there much interaction one-on-one between you the model and say the designer is there much of a connection there or are you kind of just a just part of the show a part of the machine it depends on how you establish it from the beginning Usually when I go to meet designers for fittings or everything, I make sure that I have a conversation with them, not just as a model, but as a person, because that's Mm. important too to build a very humane relationship and not just be a product. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. If you build a relationship, the connection, that's where, you know, you have your future. Exactly. Is there something about a a designer that's different? (laughs) I mean, they're in this ethereal world all the time and they've got so many people kind of worshiping them. Um, I would think that would go to your head, but are they actually sort of down to earth and, and normal people in reality? Most designers are really chill; like yeah. they're really relaxed. If you under, if you get to understand them as a person, yeah, yeah. I was going to say I worked with a designer that you worked with. Um, her brand is Real. She was very chill. She was very, very good. Really outstanding woman. I would say very down to earth, very calm, very forward. I guess the yeah. the Hollywood stereotype has not been kind to the fashion designer, you know, portraying them as sort of, you know, full of themselves and so on. Uh, but they're human beings too. Antonio Martin Usqueda, you're going to be outside the Dongdae Moon Design Plaza all week, right? That's right, yeah, 10 a.m. to 6. So if you are a street fashion model or an aspiring fashionista, maybe you can get snapped by uh, Antonio at some point. And Colin Dean Harris, you're going to be walking the runway several times during Seoul Fashion Week. So get inside and check out some of the shows. I think I may set foot for the first time in Dongdae Moon. That would be excellent. Check out my first Seoul Fashion Week this week. Thanks, guys. You've got to come and find me if you do. I absolutely will. I will definitely circle the perimeter. Colin, I hope to find you as well. Thanks for coming in. Thank you so much. Thank you very much.